Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 8 of the Crick Fix podcast in which I, Behram Kazu, who you can find at DefMango on Twitter, Estelle Vasudevan, who you can find on Twitter at Estelle underscore Vasudev, the number one, and Jared Kimber, who is at Jared Kimber pretty much everywhere. What we do in this show is that we pick our top five of any cricket category and it's a snake draft system. So one, two, three, three, two, one, and first pick goes sixth and seventh then. And our topic for the day is players who we will have bat for our life. So it's an interesting one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very curious to see what sort of approaches everyone takes. And uh, Jared Kimber is going to have pick number one. So off you go, Jared. I, I think the default in this is always to pick a player who will bat the longest. Hmm. And the idea is that, you know, you're in a situation where you have to survive um, until you pick a defensive player. But I don't want to have Dom Sibley, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have a Dom Sibley life. Hmm. It's not It's not what I've decided on, um, Bear Arm. So I am going to go with Adam Gilchrist. Wow. Jared is host. here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> well, he still averages almost 50, right? Like, it, you know, there's a couple of players right at the top of the list. And I thought, you know, they, these were, this is where we were headed. Um no, so I, I think it should be a combination. I mm. think you I think you have to think about how you want to live that life, hmm. right? And I want am I willing to say that Gilchrist might uh, you know the devil might I'm assuming it's the devil or aliens. I don't know who who is trying <laughs> to kill you in this scenario, but they might come around the wicket with, you know, uh, Andre Nell or um Freddie Flintoff and I might get nicked off early, but I might also put a few balls. He might put a few balls into the stands um, and make a decent score. So I'm going. Adam Gilchrist will bat for my life, which I realise is very, very different than the standard answer for this. Yeah, I mean, if the aliens are into entertainment, maybe they'll let you live after this <laughs> Gilchrist bat, right? My approach is vastly different. I was actually thinking along the lines of resilience, and when you think of resilience, there is one name that probably is head and shoulders above the rest. Although there are a bunch of really, really good cricketers who can bat time. Maybe, you know, no one comes as close to, you know, achieving that uh, perfection uh, than Rahul Dravid. Of course, nicknamed The Wall. And I think that Dravid has faced the most number of deliveries in Test cricket ever. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but that's what I remember the stat to be. And yeah, I mean, he has a better away record than he has at home in Test cricket, which I think is phenomenal. And there was a period in between... Uh, particularly after Kolkata 2001, up until like mid-2000s or maybe 2006-2007, where he was India's best batter, ahead of Sachin, ahead of Dada, all of those guys. And uh, he also won Cricketer of the Year. So Rahul Dravid, also a very, very nice bloke. He would be really concerned if I tell Dravid, look, you got a bat for my sure. life. I'm pretty sure Jamie will be like, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you don't die. So he's my number one pick. Now, I think that's solid. I, I don't think anyone can argue with that. I, I think my life's still more fun, but <laughs> I, I see where you're going with this. Estelle? Yeah. yeah, I'm going with a similar approach to Jared's, where, you know, you mm. want a guy who's making runs as well um, while being able to bat long. Uh, and this might be a weird pick since I just found out that it's all time and not current. I'm going with fast with PC. Um, I had him. Yeah, because he's a guy really? who can yeah, yeah, who yeah. can dead bat, but he's also a guy who can when score, and he's, he, I mean, he's he's still playing competitive cricket, right? And he's still fielding yeah. as well as he ever fielded. Um, he's still batting well. Um, so Faf Duplessis would be my number one pick. Um, 
Number two, uh, Ben Stokes. Just a bit though on Faf. Yeah, go ahead. Just a bit on Faf though. When I picked him in my list, I thought of that innings that he played versus Australia in his debut series where he dead batted uh, South Africa to a draw. I think he played close to 400 deliveries in that game. And that is when he really announced himself. And to Estelle's point, he can also smash sixes. So that's a solid pick. Yeah, my number two, Ben Stokes. I, I mean, he's had different kind of eras, right? He's he's had the the <laughs> baseball where he's going crazy, but he can also kind of carry a team through. Um, he's kind of been carrying England over the last couple of years, you would say, alongside Ben uh, Joe Root. Uh, just a really good test cricketer, I think, in terms of getting the runs, but also being able mm. to carry an innings through. I find it very interesting that you've picked two players who don't have particularly high batting averages. Hmm. So you're hoping that the situation will bring out the greatness in those guys. Yeah. So that when you go to Ben and you say, <coughs> my life is like Headingley, it's 2019. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you know, bring this around and say to Faf, hmm. look, all I need is the blocking Faf and you know, I don't need the sixes. I, I, I mean, that's a, it's a fascinating way to go about it. I personally would prefer um, a, a slightly different method, but I'm not going to fault you for that at all. I mean, I had Ben Stokes as well because I was factoring in the clutch, you know, element in Stokes and the fact that he would really, you know, recognize... You're real, you two are really assuming he gives a shit about your lives, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least he would... Uh, if, if he had to... if Ben Stokes had to win the game to save me, he probably would win the game. Maybe not bad time, but I think that... Uh, I love both of those picks by Estelle. I also like the fact that they're both modern batters. And I had them as my four and five. And I thought they were left field. But clearly, you know, that's exactly how she was thinking. Okay, so number two pick for me is going to be Yunus Khan. And the rationale behind this is that no other player in the history of Test cricket has more innings, or sorry, more hundreds in the fourth innings of a test. And uh, he is, according to me, the best sweeper the game has ever seen. So if... It's a rank turner and uh, he needs to survive that day or even score runs because he sweeps quite well. I think Yunus Khan would save me. And just the fact that, you so know... So you think that your life is a fourth innings? Hmm. Because, I mean, I, I've i never heard anyone really fully have a conversation. I don't know how... Because people go, oh, I get in the bat for my life. But it's like, well, what does that mean, though? Like, does that mean on a green top? Does that mean first morning of a test against the Great West Indian side? Does that mean that, you know, you're on day three and you're 50 runs behind mm. and, and McGrath and Warner coming at you? Like, it's a fascinating thing. Mm. But in your head, there's a fourth innings element to batting for your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of my picks have different kinds of, uh, you know, rationales and backstories to them. But I just feel mm. like Yunus, again, a very, very underrated uh, cricketer. I don't think he's speaking off much when we mention test batters in the 10K club. And, uh, you know, he played for, roughly two decades and he was Pakistan's mainstay in the middle order and without him being there Pakistan wouldn't have won a lot so Yunus was very very crucial to that lineup and I think that the fourth innings element is very undersold and he needs to get more plaudits for it and uh, yeah if my life is a fourth innings he's the guy I'm picking no I, look, I think that's a, look he's an excellent player I don't think there's anything wrong with that I, um, I'll give you that uh, so I've got two picks right mm -hmm. I am going to go with George Headley the great West Indian batter. George Headley averaged 60. So I'm okay, um, you know, okay in terms of innings length. But also George Headley, just an absolute evil genius. Hmm. And um, I think he would find a way 
to find an extra loophole to make sure that he could save my life. So some great stories about George Headley include the fact that every time a spinner came on, he would bash the ball as hard as he could along the ground back at the spinner to try and hurt their fingers. And the other thing he would do is he would look at where the fast bowlers were in the outfield and he would continually hit the ball either side of them. So they had to chase the ball all day so they would get tired. That's the kind of person I want defending my life, mm. right? And just a great batter on top of all that as well. Um, next to him, I'm going to go in Matali Raj, oh. who I think is probably as close to as possible as technical perfection that we've ever seen in batting. Uh, and I don't think in any facet of my life have I ever been technically correct. So I would like some of that technically correct in my life, um, but also very hard to get through her, right? Mm. That was the thing in women's cricket. Estelle will tell you, especially towards the end of her career, could not hit the ball outside the ring, mm. right? But you could not dismiss her. You could not get through her. So um, I, I think she is a very, very good one uh, there. So I, I, And I like my mix too. You know, I've got Gilly, a little bit of fun, mm. George Headley, a little bit of evil, and then just pure class of Matali Raj. Also, that's Matali Raj's hat ah, just behind my head. Lovely. And I mean, she loves a good dealt. book as well. So maybe in between she sessions. She does like... <laughs> she's basically a writer. Well, she's a reader, but close enough. <laughs> yeah, I like that pick. I think a uh, really, really good one by you. Mitali is an out-and-out -out legend. And it's interesting how towards the end of the, her career, there was that uh, criticism as well, that she's not, you know, attuned to modern-day batting. And she's someone who was good in the 2000s, but maybe that didn't translate into the 2010s. Although I love myself some Mitali Raj. All right, so back to me, huh? Um, this is a tough one because I have three names over here and I want to, you know, get all of those three picks, but I'm also afraid that some of you might, you know, sneak them away from me. Uh, <laughs> my next pick is going to be Brian Charles Lara. And this is the guy who scored 400 in test cricket, looked great while batting. If you're talking about aesthetic brilliance, if I want to have a good life, which everyone is, you know, everyone wants to get to know me and wants to go grab a drink. And I'm also batting long hours. And he's someone who nearly averaged 50 away from home as well. And nearly averaged 50 at home, 1700s, uh, test hundreds, both home and away. And a bona fide legend of the sport. Uh, the first man in the history of the game to register a score of 400 and also 300 and 500 and 500 in county cricket and 375 before that. So yeah. there's a lot that Lara's done for the game and the way he's just attacked Murli in Sri Lankan conditions. Mm. I think that goes on to really stake his claim over here. And if you guys have noticed, I think he averaged over 70 against Murli and Morn. That's crazy. And I mean, those are two of the hardest bowlers you'll ever get to play, especially in that era. So, yeah, I mean, I'm quite comfortable with that pick. Also, if you guys haven't noticed, all three of my uh, batters, they average north of 50. Uh, no, you've done well there. Look, I, Lara was next on my list as well. Mm. Um, because, again, he com he combines. That's the way you want to live your life as well. Yeah. There's that great photo of him with Barack Obama. Have you guys <laughs> seen it? I have. Where he's showing Barack Obama a cover drive. <laughs> and it's just like, that's just next level. <laughs> it's, just, it's so cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic player. I think that, see, I think that's a better pick. Then not nothing. Not there's anything wrong with Royal Driver, but I think that's a better pick because I just think that you know that's a good life. Hmm. Who doesn't want to live Brian La Byron Charles Lara's life? I mean, right? if, if you want to live long and live with flair and flamboyance, live long and prosper, as they always said about Brian Lara. Exactly. So that's maybe yeah. Now that I come to think of it, if you look at all aspects, maybe he should have been my first pick. I think he should have been all of our first picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Estelle, two picks for you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going with Meg Lanning as my number three. Um, hmm, I think nice hard one. to hard to debate 
her greatness right she's she's achieved everything there is to achieve in the game unfortunately retired early but um i would like to think that if it if you if you're talking about like defending your life that you would have a really brilliant period of doing that with her because she's i don't think there was ever a period where she was just not not that great she was continuously good so i think that's a pretty easy pick at number 3 for me and number 4 i'm going a bit left field with uh, survival i'm going with shiv chandrapot <laughs> like that's a good one nice and one. i mean i mean you it's an ugly life mm-hmm. you chose it's a very unorthodox <laughs> life but I would it works ugly i would say hey, we support your choices strange. here yeah <laughs> unusual right uh, yeah. but yeah i think he, he brings his own kind of flavor to it right so and he was mm. like i mean if you if you were talking about how mithali raj is difficult to get out he was another one who was who probably mm. wasn't getting a lot of runs but he was frustrating everybody by not getting out so chandpaul at number 4 for me yeah that's like if you want to drink water out of a glass in your life you're not supposed to use your hands That's the life you've chosen for yourself. Uh but I I still like that pick and I'm really happy that you didn't pick any of the guys that I wanted to pick. Um I'm afraid because I want both of these guys and I don't think any of you is thinking along the lines of my fifth pick which would have been my fourth pick but because I'm worried about number 4 especially from Estelle because what if she wants to bat time? I'm going to go with Sunil Gavaskar. And uh, the one thing that really made me go in favor of Sunny G is those knocks that he played versus peak west indies in west indies if sunil gavaskar can survive that i don't care if he dead bats my entire life and uh, yeah i mean that is as hard as it gets in that era and he averages- you know his record in the west indies is mostly from him not playing the peak west indies side though oh i oh well i did not know that and now i feel <laughs> a little stupid i mean he I still think he played pretty well against them but mm. I that actual record a lot of it was um uh, kind of on either side mm. well not on either side the, the early part of it he's not the only guy with that with that kind of reputation mm. um but look he's I think he's underrated as a batter partly because he became a bit of a you know a love him or hate him commentator mm. and because Sachin comes after him and now Virat and mm. and you know obviously all the other guys with you know many other great batting talents have had I think people are sleeping on how good Sadon Gavaskar was yeah. um he's an absolutely fantastic player and he certainly whether he destroyed the peak west indies side or not he's going to give you a, a red hot go at it I mean he's also an opener right you have to consider that and he averages north of 50 and it's really challenging playing the new ball plus like he could dead dead bat my entire life and also give the opposition an earful so it's it's an, a, a fascinating life if anything remember the cricket is a funny game 100 years before we protected our heads players looked after their groins so don't be as stupid as old cricketers and protect your computer today NordVPN is the protection I use when facing cyber shortfalls or when rights issues try to dismiss me. NordVPN will help you get through the straight bat of any geo blocks so you can watch all the cricket you want. If you need your pitch changed, well NordVPN can doctor any surface to a new location so that your IP address is set up for you to win. Want to buy an associate cricket shirt from a place that won't ship to your country? Select NordVPN. Want to watch a game on a free stream in another hemisphere? NordVPN. Or if you just want to watch a clip on social media that a cricket board won't allow you to promote NordVPN to pinch it for you. 
So if you need a VPN, go Nord. Use nordvpn.com forward slash Kimber to get a huge discount off your Nord VPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the show notes. Protect your computer like a cricketer protects its nether region with Nord VPN today. No, no, I, I think that's a really, really good choice. Mm. Um, so I've got two picks and I'm out. Mm. I have two picks and I am out. Don't you oh, dare pick my day. I've, well, there's a lot now. Well, it's Hanif Muhammad. I, I, I'm shocked that you haven't picked Hanif Muhammad uh-huh. be, um, based on your style of, of players that you've <laughs> picked so far. I'm not going to go with him. Uh, not that he's not on my list. Uh-huh. I just don't think I want to live a life of Hanif Muhammad <laughs> blocking the ball. Um, even if it gets me an extra 20 years, I don't know if I need those extra 20 years, if I'm being honest there. Um, <laughs> and So, yeah, so... I think I am going to go with two very, very different kinds of players here. Uh, it would have been Lara. So if I take Lara out, I'm going to go Alan Border at my number four. Mm. Uh, I, he is the guy with the great record against the great West Indies side. Ah. We are, his completely holds up. Um, and also I think that with Alan Border, you have someone who I don't really need to tell Alan Border to fight for my life because Alan Border fought for every single run anyway. Like mm. not as talented as some of the other players on this list. But again, I think he might have the higher, uh, I, th- I think he might have an even higher away record um, uh, than I think he might have the second or third highest away record of any player. It's, it's something ridiculous like that. I think he averages uh, mid to high 50s um, mm. away from home or something. I can't remember the record anyway, but fantastic away from home. We saw him face the West Indies without a proper helmet on and get it in the chin and everything else. Um, so I'll have him. And then at number five, I'm going Brendan McCullum. Ah, now that's an exciting life. <laughs> because I think that if you look at my career and my life, it's probably more like Brendan McCullum than, uh, than anyone else on this particular list. Um, the I, I love the idea of being a bit of a slow starter, not really knowing what you were doing, and then you know fully focusing later on. But there's also the craziness element of it, right? Of him making decisions when he's playing that only suit him, um, and forging a career out of that. I kind of like all of that side of things. But also, it's just a wild ride. I don't know what's going to happen. It might be bad. It might be good. I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, at number five, Brendan McCullum uh, um, uh, playing for my life. He's almost the one I would pick first, except for the fact if I would put him first, you all would have thought I was bad. <laughs> I mean, not too far away from Gilly. You're either going to get a duck or you could go on to score 300, right? Like he's, Who knows? He, he scored a test triple ton. Uh, similar pick maybe to Chris Gale in some ways, but uh, I'd be interested to see if someone goes for Gale over here. So I'm on to my last pick now. And uh, also, by the way, uh, fun that you picked uh, the original AB, and we've had like so many since then. Uh, <laughs> but uh, some honorable mentions, I suppose, would be Athers for that innings versus South Africa. But he doesn't make the cut for me. No one's picked Bradman either, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> surprising guy who averages 99.9 something has not been picked, and he's not my final pick either. And uh, Steve Waugh was another one that I thought of, yeah, but uh, one, yeah. didn't go for him. So uh, this might surprise you. And uh, my rationale is solid, though. So this guy is a lock in for me. My final pick is Graham Smith. And uh, so if he's batting for my life and he breaks his wrist, he would still <laughs> bat for my life. And that's the kind of de- dedication and devotion I want for this cause. And he's also someone who is, what is it? he the most successful uh, test captain of all time in terms of wins? Maybe he is. 
and uh, he won a lot. Took on the reins as a youngster. Uh, you know, led South Africa's arguably their most successful team in Test cricket. Was an opener, an average close to 50, and then that innings, right, with the broken wrist and all. So, yeah, I mean, I feel quite comfortable having him as my fifth pick. And I saved him for last just because I was quite confident that none of you guys would think of Graham Smith. Uh, he, was, he was someone I probably wouldn't have picked based on I didn't like the way he batted. Hmm. And uh, I want my life to have a certain sense of style. Hmm. Um, you know, like him and Chandra Paul, I think... I think those are they're very good picks. It's just that I don't want them going. like Eunice. I'm like, yeah, mm. I, can, I can have Eunice go out and bat for my life. Um, but yeah, no, I look I th again a bit like with well, the Sonal Gavaska one before. Just again, I think another player who because he's an opener and not a middle order player, he averages a little bit less than some other players, mm. and people sleep on him and they shouldn't. He's a, certainly one of the best player uh, batters of all time. Yeah, I do feel like had I known about the Gavaska fact that he didn't face peak West Indies, I might <laughs> have gone for Steve Walker's. I wanted someone tough as nails, right? And someone who'll be just like, I'm not going to let Biram die. Do whatever you want. You've, you've dropped Biram's death. But <laughs> so unfortunately, I didn't go down that route. <laughs> All right, Estelle. Okay, so my final one, I'm a bit stuck between two players. Uh, I've, I've had, I had Steve Waugh originally. Um, mm. But I also kind of like, the, like to pick Matthew Hayden. Mm. He's big, he's scary, he's got a great record. <laughs> um, and Estelle would like to be big and scary, we find out. <laughs> my life show. would be big and scary, right? Or like he, mm. he wouldn't yeah. have that many challenges if he was batting for my life, I think. Um, so I think I'll, I, I wish I'd picked Steve Waugh ahead of maybe Ben Stokes or Faf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm going with Matthew Hayden at number five. Um, like I said, you know, he... That intimidation factor is there, but also like mm. he was so good in Test cricket, right? In an era where everyone in that team was really, really good. So um, along with Gilchrist in the limited overs game, they were obviously really dominant. Uh, I think they came up against some pretty good bowling attacks and he was good against uh, a lot of them. So number five, Matthew Hayden. Um, no switches, right? I can't switch. No, if anyone could. Uh, how switch. about this? She she was confused hmm. by the because she thought it was current day players, so she must have had a list of Brathwaite and Elgar and Kruder at that. I think can we allow her one switch hmm. uh, based on that? I mean, what Is if that we fair? what if we just go for top six? Let's go for one more round. Okay. Yeah, I've got. I can go another one easy. I can also. So Estelle, take it away. So I'll, I'll pick Steve Waugh then at number six. Hmm. Um, yeah, Behram, I think, covered everything great about him, right? He's, he, like, when you think about grit, it's Steve Waugh. He'll, he'll battle anybody. Um, I don't know if he'll care about my life, but, you know, he'd be great to have uh, in your corner, I think, if you're in a tough situation. Yeah, I, I'm uh, regretting allowing you the sixth pick because you've basically <laughs> taken Steve Waugh away from me. You should have just I'm let me switch. Sure. <laughs> Wait, I, I can think of the Okay, yeah, yeah, I have a pick. I'll, I'll go with Jacques Canis because I think uh, he also is someone who had an exemplary record uh, in Test cricket and uh, also, you know, scored some really, really important knocks for South Africa and uh, could bat for long periods, could also accelerate at times. And uh, yeah, he is that sort of batter, right? That you could trust him with your life. That South African batting order trusted him with their lives. So yeah, I'm, I'm fairly happy with Jacques Canis. I should be Bradman, hmm. but I really don't like picking Bradman for things. Hmm. Um, 
I don't really like Bradman. <laughs> also, what if you get um, Bradman to bat for your life right now and someone, you know, bowls wobbles seem to him. Bradman's done. Exactly. You're dead. Exactly. I mean, with that in mind, I might still go Jack Hobbs. So <laughs> it could be it, it could be a little bit weird. I'm just trying to have a look who else I've got on my list. Um, I will go. No, I'll go Jack Hobbs. Hmm. Jack Hobbs, uh, basically three decades of test cricket. He's made so many first-class hundreds. We don't know if it's 197 or 199. <laughs> um, absolutely love that about him. I think he was a fantastic player. Uh, so I'll go Jack Ops. I just just to go back to the Sunil Gavaskar thing from before for you. So Sunil Gavaskar plays against the West Indies um, in six series. Hmm. He averages 154 the first time. Okay, um, and that's in the West Indies. Mm-hmm. That that's in 1971. He then uh, plays them at home in India and the average is 22 against them. 1976, he averages 55 against them. That is when they're still playing spinners. It's only that last game um, in Sabina Park, which oh. is when this all starts. Um, 1978 in India, in six test matches, he averages 91 against them at home. Hmm. Uh, he then goes to the West Indies for the only time when they're fully ready to play him. And he averages 30 against them, that full strength team in the West Indies, comes back home and averages 50 against them. So it, it's it's something that I think in the old days before Stats Guru, mm. it was something that was talked up a lot. And now people can look it up and a lot of people, but it's just worth talking about. But the truth is that like, they, like when you talk about Matt Hayden, you could easily go through his record uh, quite a bit. And I think I think Yunus Khan, there's a couple of places where he struggled mm-hmm. um, South Africa. You know, with the ball. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Raul Dravid made any runs in South Africa either, did he? I think he, he scored some good runs in South Africa. Uh, was it uh, Maybe it was somewhere else that Raul Dravid might have struggled that, mm. that, I, that I've forgotten there. But do you know what I mean? So there are all those sorts of players that do have the, the, you know, the, the slight problems on, on their thing. But I, do, I find this fascinating just because it's a question that is talked about so much. And like, I was thinking about, should, like, should I have Matthew Hoggard on the list? <laughs> right? Like Go Matthew Hoggard. He's going to have no backswing or Jason Gillespie, right? Mm. Like all they're going to do is drop the bat down in front of it and block it. Like, is that, and then I thought, is that the life I want to live? And I went the complete other way with it. But it is, it is an interesting thing when you start to break it down in that way. Thanks to the kind folks at FlexiSpot for looking after my office and my butt by sending me their E7 Pro desk that save your favorite desk heights at a touch of a button. You don't have to crank anything. This thing just finds the height that you like and you can work. And their BS12 Pro chair that supports my posterior while I'm recording, well, this ad and all my shows. If you need great desks, especially ones that change heights or the best quality chairs, head on over to FlexiSpot. Yeah, I mean, even if uh, Sunny G kills me, at least he'll create a lot of hue and cry about me dying (laughs) later in the media. So I I can live with that. And also Paul Collingwood is another one that I was thinking about, but there's just a couple of those knocks, right? In which Australia couldn't get him out. Uh, But yeah, I think this was a very interesting uh, assortment of players, uh, lots of different rationales, and we ended up picking six each. So I'll go ahead and do the honours and uh, Mm -hmm. narrate all of the lists for you guys. So Estelle picked Faf Duplessis, Ben Stokes, Meg Lanning, Shivnarayan Chandapal, Matthew Hayden, and Steve Waugh. Jared picked Adam Gilchrist, George, George Headley, Mitali Raj, Alan Border, Brendan McCullum, and Jack Hobbs. And I, Veram, picked up Rahul Dravid, Yunus Khan, Brian Lara, Sunil Gavaskar, Graham Smith, and Jacques Callis. So, what do you guys think? Who's winning this one? I, I think you've, yours is interesting, um, Veram. I mean, Estelle... 
came home strong, but I don't know. <laughs> Her beginning is a bit weird. And I think to enjoy my list, you almost have to buy into my my way of looking at life. <laughs> and and I know most people would probably I, I know most people in the world would not do that. So that's probably gonna rule me out. But uh yeah, I, I think it shows uh there's uh, you've definitely gone very much uh modern cricket weighty scorers of runs there, mm. Bayram. Yeah. And I don't know what Estelle's done if we're being honest. <laughs> I think I think Estelle went for I, I think Estelle went all for the options, hard, right? Yeah. I, I think she's just got kind of one of everything. It's a licorice all sorts of now I need a, an attacking opener, right? <laughs> Um, uh, it, look, this was a lot of fun. This one, I really, I really yeah. did enjoy it. It did make me think about things a lot differently. Yeah, I think uh, this is definitely the most uh, interesting one because uh, there was multiple ways of going about it. And whoever's watching or listening in, uh, in on this, do let us know what your top six would be, who you would have bat for your life in the comment section below, and which one of us three you think won this episode of Crick Picks. But uh, yeah, that should be it. Uh, we've recorded four episodes today. You've probably figured that out by the clothes that we're wearing. And it's been a long day. There's probably going to be uh, some time while these files upload as well. So time to wrap things up. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, uh, click that like button, share this episode with your friends, and subscribe to both this channel and Jared's other YouTube channel. We'll be back with episode 9 of Crick Picks soon enough. That's all for now. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can maybe give us a review subscribe or share on social media all of these things help us and when it comes to podcasts word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow if we had a guest on chances are their socials are in the show notes please support everyone who comes on this show i am jared kimber and this is my network but we also have hosts and co-hosts like baron kazi and estelle vasadevan this network is overseen by nick mccorriston and each episode is produced by ishit kaburka at sound potion studio mukunda bandredi or muku as most people will know is the head of our youtube channels and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recordings and there's so many other people we could thank here but i just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work Social media nightmares keeping you up after you turn out 25 minutes of gold on your podcast? It's time to wake up to Memento FM. They find the best designs for your posts, transforming your videos and podcasts into great social media posts. Join Memento FM today.